DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're visiting with Utah wide receivers coach Guy Holiday. Kyle Winningham caught our attention. I don't know if you knew he was going to say it or not, but he caught our attention. He announced that Jalen Dixon is one of the premier deep threats in the entire country. What did you think when you heard that? Well, that puts a lot of pressure on me, right? So <laughs> he's okay. No, Jalen has uh, he has the ability to accelerate to a football. Like um, I don't know that I've coached another one like him. I, I would put him in the elites of the guys that I've coached. He's fast, but when the ball is in the air, he has that extra gear, and that's what happens with deep ball players. They can find a way when the ball is in the air to accelerate even more, and he has that unique ability. So best in the country or elite in the country, Coach Witt, that's great. Um, let's see what happens on game day. Also, Andy Ludwig said he thought that Jalen just wasn't a specialist, that he could be an every-down receiver. Well, he is an every-down receiver for, for us right now. Um, you know, I think um, in the past we kind of used him in different packages, and now he's, uh, he's competing to be a starting wide receiver in everyday rotation, and he'll, he'll play 50% of the snaps at least during the year. So, and it won't be just a run downfield. He, I mean, the run after the catch on slants, his run blocking has improved. He's tough. So, he, yeah, he's an every-down player. I mean, I... I can't stand, I think situational players are highly overrated. I want players that can play the whole game. So sometimes the numbers lie a little bit. The numbers on him, he had 16 of his 32 catches last year in the last two games, the conference title game and the bowl game. Did those numbers really reflect how he improved across the season? Was he really getting to another level there right at the end? I think those numbers reflect Let's just say those numbers reflect people getting comfortable with him as a player, uh, would be fair to say. Uh, I think his improvement was great. Uh, and then we just um, we had to figure out that he was a weapon. I, I was fortunate enough to recruit him out of high school and had seen him and knew what he can, he can do. I mean, but if you just look at him, the measurables at being 5'9", 170 pounds, or depending on what day it is, 60, 65, you know, you kind of, I don't know if he can do this, but uh, uh, you can't define a person just on sheer looks. And, I mean, we should have more experience with that than anybody. I mean, Brick Covey looks like he's running for president of the United States at any time, <laughs> but he's a great football player. Uh, you say people got comfortable with him, and in particular that late-season flourish was with Jason Selley, and obviously they had a prior relationship before coming to Utah. Now Tyler Huntley is back. How long does that take to develop a relationship between those two? I think watching this summer camp, that relationship is done. It's great. I, I think uh, he had a practice where I think he had four balls over 60 yards, and, and that wasn't uh, from Jason Shelley. So I think that relationship, it took a minute to, to get that comfort level and that, that trust factor. But uh, I think it was more on our, our part from coaching. Tyler would throw the ball to whomever's open, and, uh, and, and J.D.'s earned the right. Utah wide receivers coach Guy Holiday visiting with us. So Dixon's got the speed and he's a deep threat. Does that open up everything else for him running across the middle, coming back to the football? I mean, does his speed keep guys on that on that back foot and uh, open up stuff for him? Sure it does because you're, as a DB, the one ball you don't want to give up is the one over the top. So that, that allows him to be a great intermediate pass route runner. It allows him to run comebacks, digs, even three-step slants. I mean, he can do all that. Uh, you just want him to get the ball in his hand. What he had to work on, to be quite frank, is ball security and securing the football. I mean, he had some, some critical turnovers, and 
I, I don't know what the stat is, but I, I believe it's over 90% of all fumbles by receivers are recovered by the defense. So we had to secure that first. That was really important to us. Are you going to be blowing out candles for your 54th birthday, birthday I think it is, in Pasadena? I sure in hell hope so. That would be a great day, right? This is birthday, January 1st. Yeah. I think we all put that together, PK. I, I am, uh, yeah, that's my plans. And uh, I don't know if I'm going to be blowing out candles, but I'll, I'll be. Uh, Eating cake. I'll have a toast. How about that? Diet Coke. <laughs> because obviously that's what the expectations are. And you're a guy who's never shied away from any form of uh, any difficult task or any expectation, are you getting to that to, to making sure your players are embracing that? Well, I, I think the thing is, and I tell my players, the uh, expectations is, is one of the greatest compliments you can have. Now it's up to you to live up to it. You know, Pasadena is a long ways away. You got to, let's, let's take one step at a time. The expectation is uh, you want to go in and win your first game, regardless of who it is. And it just happens to be, um, down south at, in, in their place where they're a tough opponent. And, you know, let's let's get past that one first and, and, and have some fun. And uh, we'll take one game at a time and let's end it in the Rose Bowl. That would be unbelievable for this whole program, for the city of Salt Lake, and uh, for the state of Utah. Have you got another receiver? Obviously, you mentioned Covey, and obviously we've talked to you about Dixon. Have you got another receiver, possibly a guy who just walked over right next to us here, who you can count on as, a, as another starter? And, and you want to be too deep at all of those, too. So who's emerging? I think Damari Simpkins has probably had one of the best camps I've been around. So he's doing well. Brian Thompson. Um, I guess you see Samson Nakua. You can't help but see him. He's, his last three days have been really good. Um, you know, I, I, I think uh, Terrell Perryman's had a good camp. Him and um, we've got a great battle going on at, at a lot of positions. Uh, Solomon has come on the last three practices. Took him a minute to get started. Now that you're starting to get down the back stretch, you know, as people always say, the cream rises to the top. So, I mean, the evaluation continues day by day. We keep scoring my room, and uh, it's really interesting to see. And, and the guys are competitive, so either you turn it down or you turn it up. But if you turn it down, you won't play here. I can promise you that. Seems to me, in your, my experience and being around you now for several years down BYU and up here, you're a deep thinker. You like to put things out there to get people to think. A lot of stuff's been going on in our country, particularly in your home city of Baltimore here in the last couple of years, and it hasn't been, a lot of it's been negative. Do you take the time to, when you interact with your players, to talk about things that are important as far as the aspects of life? I think my players will tell you. I mean, I, we, we talk uh, a good portion about life because that's important to me that they um, that they are successful in life, more so than on the football field. I mean, I get paid to win games. I get that. But the most important part of it for me is, is um, helping young men become grown men and, and be good fathers, good husbands. And uh, we talk a lot about Baltimore. Obviously, I'm from there. My family's still there. And I, I don't ever run from that. I always say those uh, the humble beginnings made has made me who I am. And uh, I tell them my, my players are going through problems that fans can't even imagine. So every day we, we talk about things and uh, because that's important. And if the players aren't good off the field, they can never fulfill their potential on the field. And, and their frustrations, whether it's in a classroom, it could be 
Maybe mom and dad's going through a divorce. Maybe mom is unemployed. You, you never know. And it's your job as a coach to reach those young men on that level. So that's, yeah, I, I spend time talking about it. And uh, I also spend time reflecting and talking to my family back home because that's important to me what they're going through. You know, some people might hear that and think, well, that's great, but what does it really have to do with football? And I think it'd be twofold. One, you kind of alluded to having your players in the right frame of mind, you know, based on what's going on in their personal life. But then the relationships you build over time as guys graduate and go into coaching or have relatives who are recruitable, it would seem like all of that stuff, not in any one moment for one kid, but over the decades, that, that would matter. Well, all, all that matters, and um, I get have one of my former players from my first job come out here and uh, spend three days. He works for NASA and is a, a part-time high an engineer for NASA, worked on the space shuttle and uh, part-time coach, and now he's a father, and he came out and spent four days out here, and that, that means a lot to me. Raylan Singleton reached out to me and, and used me as a reference for a job after leaving. So those things to me means more than what the fan thinks. I know to the fan it's about wins and losses. I get it. I appreciate it. But, man, if, it, if it's just about that, it's time to go to the NFL. I need to get out of college football. What's going on in Baltimore? Um, I think it's a, a variety of things. You have a, um, you know, I was just talking to my cousin. It's something, uh, it's unfortunate, but uh, it's a, tr a drug issue, a bad drug issue that's been there for years. A lot of people don't realize Baltimore's always had a heroin problem. It's never been a crack cocaine problem, and now I believe it's fentanyl. And uh, unfortunately, you got people who are out, um, you know, experimenting with drugs or doing drugs, and it turns you into a monster, a ghost. And uh, sometimes when, uh, and I have my personal opinions where I, you know, when they separated high schools and it, it became that you didn't have the upper middle class, the middle class, and the poor going to high schools. If you're a poor kid, that's all you see. Yeah. You know now, and, and those kids don't have dreams and hopes anymore. Their their best examples are the guy on the corner, uh, you know, dealing drugs, driving a Mercedes now, and they, they just don't value life anymore, and that's that's unfortunate to see. Coach, we appreciate a few minutes on football and on all the other stuff about life too. I really appreciate you guys. Don't wear blue shirts out here to a red <laughs> practice. <laughs>